Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one-on-one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm gonna respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not gonna be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you gotta be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldojo.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's gonna suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast. Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. So the title of this email was Rude Awakening. <clears throat> His message was from D. Hey, Adam. I've been following your content for almost two years. I've made a lot of progress in many aspects of my life in those two years, and I'll be forever grateful for it. Though I've made a lot of changes in most areas, I had a huge wake-up call as of yesterday. I've honestly never cold-approached a woman, but I met a lot of girls on Tinder and just thought, meh, it's fine, I can practice on those dates, in brackets, wrong mindset, in brackets. I've met a few girls in two years, but not too many. All these girls liked me, went along with me, slept with me, etc. The entire deal. So yesterday, I was on another Tinder date with a new girl, and it was a total horror show. I've never had a girl test me and put up a wall and put up a wall and I totally folded and I knew it. I never had a girl test me and put up a wall. I've totally folded and I knew it. I was fumbling up words. Sorry, this uh, just reading the grammar here. I was fumbling up words saying just really dumb things. We got along well, but I just had that feeling that she could definitely and she could definitely feel it. As usual, I went for a kiss at the end and she totally rejected it and it shocked me. And it was very awkward trying to pull myself together, driving her home. As bad as it was, I'm glad it happened. It really showed me how much I have to learn in social dynamics. I've been feeling so down about how pathetic I was that, no- that last night. But now more than ever, I need to go, let go of the dating apps and face the mirror in front of me. Even if that means getting some rude awakenings, as that's only the only way I'll grow. So no questions from me. If you have any advice or thoughts, I'd be super grateful. Been loving the live Q&A. Uh, also, in all, thanks for keeping me going in all aspects of my life. I'll forever be a student to the journey of life. Thanks, D. Powerful, powerful question. Powerful questions. That's where this topic has come from on the purpose of women's shit tests. So what I'm actually going to do is just keep things very tactical here from the get and just park his message and just give you guys the thesis or give you guys the whole idea how you need to think about shit tests from women, especially super attractive women. So what is a shit test? For those of you who have no idea what that means, that is a uh, old school term from the pickup community back in the day from the 90s, uh, in which that it literally means what it, what it says. It's a woman throwing shit at you. Now what's more important is to why. Why would a woman, why does a woman want to do this? I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get this aligned. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, why does a woman want to do this? Why does a woman want to throw a man a shit test? Why does she want to put him through the fire, so to speak? And the reason for this is really just an evolutionary process. It's an evolutionary pressure to separate the boys from the men. That is the purpose of a shit test, to separate the boys from the men. To separate the strong from the weak. To separate the diamonds from the duds. Because women, they've got to have somewhere. They've got to have somewhere finding this out. Now, the, 
the shit tests of survival were more than enough 10,000 years ago. But we don't have that pressure today. So women have to put that pressure on men in a different way. And they have to... Now, how, how does, what is a shit test going to look like? Shit tests can look like... Well, they will appear at every stage of your interaction between this feminine. They will appear from the moment you meet her on the street. Right, that might sound like, listen, do you do this all the time? Or are you trying to pick me up right now? More so in the club when those ones will come. Is this a pickup? That's in the form of a shit test. Uh, when you guys first meet, when you're out there on a date, she starts to question you about other girls you've been with. She starts to question you about uh, your lifestyle. Starts to question you. You see the theme here? Question you. Questioning. Throwing shit at you. Being, being an agitator. That's what it is. A shit test is being an agitator to see, and this is the real core of it, to test your core. A woman needs to throw a man shit tests in order to test his core to see if his frame will hold up. Is this guy, from her perspective, is this guy the guy that I thought he was? Is this guy the guy that he says he is? That's the purpose of a shit test. So when guys bemoan the shit test, and they just, you know, you hear guys say this all the time, it's like, you know, it was all going well. It's all going fucking well out of it too. She started testing me and they get like butthurt about the fact that the woman just started throwing in some shit. And to me, I'm like, good. That's what should happen. And the fact that you reacted that way, that's what she needed to see. A woman needs to see whether... when. Okay, let's take an example here. Give you guys an example. Oh yeah, so other, stages, uh, other stages in your interactions. Here's one for you. At the end of... Was it the last boot camp I was coaching? Was it the one before? No, it was the one before that. So I'm at, I'm at the end of uh, free ball on day two, boot, day two of boot camp, not the previous boot camp, but the boot camp before, and I'm coming out of the bathroom. This is in, uh, for those of you in the Melbourne, this is in QV, so you can picture it. In QV bathroom, uh, just, you know where all the cafes are and the restaurants, not oh, restaurants, but the cafes are on QV, you go down one level, and there's the bathrooms there, it's next to the bread top, and you've got the bathrooms there, and there's like a, there's like a seated bench outside the bathroom. And so I'm in there, I go to the toilet, I think my client was, I don't know, actually he didn't go in with me because he didn't see it, that's right. And it's pretty packed, it's at like 5, 6 p.m., people are getting off work, there's a lot of people in there. And as soon as I walk out, as soon as I walk out of the bathroom, just sitting on the bench facing me, is this absolute teed. For those of you who don't know what a teed is, really attractive Asian girl. Shout out to Roy. <laughs> I won't go into the backstory of why it is teed, but just kid is running. But maybe later ask me if you ask me, just ask me in the QA if you want to know what a teed is. Um, so we hold on, I'm just noticing a question. Someone says, is it live? Jack Scott, we are live. <laughs> uh, QA will come soon though. Anyway, stay focused here. So I come out of this bathroom and and I see this absolute teed standing there, uh, not standing, sitting on the bench in front of me. And we're at the end of boot camp. We've just been on free ball. I think I'd literally, I'd just closed two girls before her on the way to getting to this bathroom. And so I'm like, fucking let's go. So I walk straight up to her. And I just, I sit straight on the bench. I'm like, listen, miss, you look real cute today. Uh, do you have 30 seconds? Do you mind if I sit down next to you? And she's like, yeah, sure, of course. Sit down next to her. We get into a fantastic interaction. She's a uh, break dancer. She's like dressed like she's just come from fucking step up or something, and I'm I'm razzing her on that. There's a lot of fires, a lot of there's a lot of uh, sexual tension going on here, and because of just how natural it is, like I've just literally stepped out of the bathroom. There's this attractive girl sitting there in front of me, and I'm like, fuck, why not? Why fucking not? And there's just no hesitation, and when you can just go and follow through with that, it's just 
when you allow your masculine energy to be unstifled and just fully expressed, it just takes you legs beyond. So anyways, to the point of the shit testing, though, which is why I brought up this story with the shit testing, is that uh, her mother comes into the interaction. Now, this is a perfect time for a girl to shit test. And we need to talk about this as well in that the higher value of the girl, the higher intensity the shit test. You know, the more attractive girl you're with, the more you can expect more fire. You should expect more fire. The shit test should get a little bit more intense because she doesn't have time. She doesn't have time for them bonjits. <laughs> the ordinary man in Japanese. Uh, what would I say? I'd say, Joson wa bonjin. Bonjin no hoshikunaides. Bonjin no hoshikunaides. She does not want that bonjin. Bonjin just being that ordinary man. So she's going to try and flame you even more. And so when this mother comes in on the bench, I was sitting on the bench, I'm on the left, she's on the right, and her mum rocks up. Now, her mum's a sweetheart. Her mum's an absolute sweetheart, and she's actually trying to help me in this interaction. But I can see that my girl here has kind of just like crossed her arms, sat back, and just like like with a fucking bag of popcorn, and say, let's see how this guy handles this. Let's see how he handles my mum coming into this interaction. And... I fucking love parents, right? And when this is my mindset towards shit tests and a tactical thing for you guys, whenever you do get a shit test, especially the more intense they become, just tackle it harder. Go harder at it. Give all your energy to it in the sense of just imagine imagine a giant's foot crushing an ant. An ant. Just, you're, you're a giant, you got your foot, you're going to crush this ant. That's the way that I perceive shit tests and that you don't want to fap about with them. You don't, when a girl's mom rocks up on your interaction that you just, you've been in this like heat of the moment with her and this mom comes in, you don't want to try and allow for any misconstrued vibe. You don't want to allow for any type of hesitation. You don't want to show her even a flinching of weakness because the moment you do that, you might think you only lost one step, but in your girl's mind, you lost a thousand steps. Because all she needs to see is one incongruence. One, in, one moment of inauthenticity. Oof, cut that word out. One moment of inauthenticity, and that's it. And then a girl will all of a sudden start to go, uh, maybe this guy's not the guy for me. Shit test played the role of the shit test that it should have. And she's like, uh, I'm a bit out on this guy. You see it all the time. I see it all the time my clients that under the pressure of a shit test, if they cave, even just for a moment, it, it has like a multiplying effect. So what do I do when this mom comes in? When this mom comes in this interaction, I meet her head on and I take over the interaction instead of being on the back foot and be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, what is your mom going to do? Because I'm here with the bath, outside the bathroom. And I'm like, no, I'm not even worried about any of that. As always, what are our principles, my friends? What are our three principles? Direct, congruent, authentic. So what do I do? I'm not going to fap about her mom and pretend that I'm just this her daughter's friend. No, because I'm not her daughter's friend. I literally just got out of the bathroom. I thought she was super attractive and I had to come up and say, hey. So I tell her mom that. So I tell her mom that. All right, listen. I was just in the bathroom, literally, and I saw your daughter sitting here. I thought she looked really beautiful, so I had to come say hey. And her mom was absolutely flattered. Flattered to the highest degree, all moms are. If you ever get into interactions with your mom, with the moms or the parents, just front up. Be 100% front up. Every parent wants to know that their child's attractive. 
right? Every, every parent wants that because it's a reflection of themselves. They, they egoically take that as a validation for themselves. So that's, you don't want to, so that's getting her mom on side. There's some tactics for you. There's some dating tactics for you. That gets her mom on side. But what does it do for my girl? What does it do for the girl that I'm with? It passes the shit test of flying colors. It shows that there was no incongruence here. The test was, is he going to change in front of my mom? Didn't change. If anything, he just got more stoked. His flame got stoked. His flame got even even hotter, even hotter. And so that turns on her attraction even more. And so this is the, the final part I'll wrap up before I address the man's question here from his email. Is that there's a two-part thing when should, with shit tests and how you address them. Number one, do not back down in any sense, any way, shape, or form. Whenever it comes at you, let's give you a different example. Let's say, especially for those of you that are really new, probably if you're not going on instant dates or if you're not getting into interactions, uh, they get a little bit wild, a little bit crazy like that. You're most likely going to hear a girl say, especially at the beginning, it's like, is this a pickup? Is this a pickup? When you're very rough, that's often the first shit test you'll hear uh, when you're probably 12 to 3 on the clock face of social dynamics. And so if you fap about in any way, if you go, oh, pick up, no, 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 no. And, you, and you, even more so, even if you're a little aloof of it, earn X, fail. She's immediately going to peace out. Or if you even, to an even worse degree, go with an actual lie, a back down, a full back down. And you go, no, I, I, I was actually just wanted to be friends. I was actually just thinking we just, we should really be friends. And that's why I actually wanted to come up. Even though you just told her that you thought she was beautiful, you gave sexual intent. And so then, complete incongruence, boom, you're out. Do not back down and do not flinch and do not hesitate. If a girl says that, if you're an absolute beginner, she'll test you of that. And actually, it's not just absolute beginners that will hear, is this a pickup? If you're roughly around six to nine, you might still hear this because of how robotic you are. That's something that uh, a regular follower of this channel, I think it's Sal, always asks me about that, about his, uh, he's always getting shit tested. With that one particular question of, is this a pickup or you try and pick me up or that type of stuff? Um, or do you do this to girls all the time is another way that comes out. And and so, what's going on there? Oh, so yeah, just do, you just need to address that full on. And you just, that's when you, when a girl puts the test to you, what you do is that you show her, I'm much stronger than that. I'm much stronger than this. Like you think this is a test, this is nothing. That's the vibe that you want to give her. And so that the way that that technically and tactically comes out is that a girl comes up to my absolute beginner and says, you know, is this a pickup? And he goes, well, instead of backing down or lying about it, he goes, no, I, I saw you. Reiterate, I saw you. I thought you looked beautiful. I had to come and say, hey, cut it, cut it. All she needs is a reaffirmation of your intent and that you are as strong as that you say that you are. That's all that's going on. That's all she wants from you. She just wants to see that you don't cave, that you don't flinch, that you don't hesitate. Because if any one of those things come out during a shit test, well, then her shit test has succeeded. It has succeeded in showing her that you are that bon jean. You are that yoajin. You are that weak man, that ordinary man. And uh, she does not want that. So, and so those are the real tactics. And I just want, because this is quite a deep question that, Mr. D has sent me around the Tinder dates and and this particular example of him being on a date and a girl shit testing him and just fucking him exploding. I wanted to give you guys some real tactics and some real uh, hardcore shit from the get before we get into this very, very deep question here. So I will just take a moment though 
and say uh, hi to those of you who are in the chat. If you're up in this social Q&A live right now, drop me a thumbs up down below. Help support the channel. Uh, say hi. Drop me questions. We'll get to your social Q&A questions in good time. And of course, the super chat option is there if you want to support the channel. Get your question bumped to the top. Always much appreciated. Hopefully, you guys are dealing well with the corona. Speaking of which, uh, of which with COVID-19, I will be having a special podcast, not in this podcast. So if you guys have questions on the coronavirus and how that affects your dating life, I will be addressing that in an individual podcast coming out in the next couple of days. I'll go full depth into it. So just, you don't need to ask that in this, in this Q&A, okay? So who else we got in this chat? We got, oh, Sal is up in this chat. Welcome, Sal. Good to see you here. Uh, Infinite's got a question. We'll get to that in good time. Jack Scott said, is it live? Of course. Of course it's live. Of course we're live. Uh, what's it on? And then Doomlord BG uh, has an int- very interesting question there, which we'll get to in good time as well. So thank you for being here, Doom. And yes, my friends, let's get into this Tinder-based horror show. Let's get into this horror show of this guy that got absolutely grilled. Absolutely grilled on this date. So for those of you that have just dropped into the chat, I'm not going to reread his email because it's bloody long. I'm just going to reread the... Uh, Oh, by the way, dear, I like that it's long. It's just that I've already read it out. So I'm just going to read out the bits that are important to people. Oh, we've got ID up in this chat as well saying, what's good, dog? Life is good, my man. I've got plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> plenty of meat and plenty of toilet paper. So so here's, yeah, I'll, just, I'll briefly just catch it up here because we did take a dive off his question. He's been following the channel for two years, but never actually cold approached a woman. Uh, I would say that he's definitely on the natural end because he's getting all his dating done through Tinder and he's sleeping with girls through Tinder. So he's definitely on the uh, natural end of things um, to a certain degree. I don't know how. I don't know how natural. But it's safe to say he's no less than a six on the scale of zero to ten, zero being the hard case of all hard cases and uh, ten being the natural of all naturals. He's no less than that. Um, so... Let me just read up his question and just get the highlights for you guys. We just really want to talk about the date that he was on. So yeah, here we go. So I'll just reread this bit. He goes, so yesterday I was on another Tinder date with a new girl and it was a total horror show. I've never had that girl, I've never had a girl test me and put up a wall. I totally folded and I knew it. So really good self-awareness there, my friend. Good to hear. I was fumbling up words and just saying really dumb things. Yeah, that typically happens when you fold to a shit test. And she could definitely feel it. As usual, I went for a kiss at the end and she totally rejected it. And it shocked me and it was very awkward. Trying to pull myself together, driving her home. So what's interesting is that it's probably a good thing that I actually just went into hardcore tactics for you guys because he hasn't given me his his idea. He hasn't given me his his idea as to why he was fumbling up with her. He just said that he felt that she put, she tested me. She didn't, he didn't actually say what her tests were. So we're going to have to step beyond that. We're going to have to step beyond that. And just, he's asking me for my overall questions and thoughts on his situation here. And he goes that he, he shows how much he really needs to learn in social dynamics. So yeah, my man, what this showed is that You've been following my channel for two years and you haven't approached single, uh, called approach a single woman. Yeah, that's an abomination. That's an absolute abomination. That's the last thing I want from any of my followers uh, of my channel that are single, right? That, that are out there that are looking to improve their dating lives. If you're looking to 
base your your sexual abundance and your social interaction with this world off of dating apps, you're never going to be as fully developed as you ever could be. And that that's the ticket for me. That's the ticket here is I'm not against guys getting all of their sexual interactions through Tinder or Bumble or whatever, as long as they don't have grand ideas of improving their social dynamics. Because you're not going to. You circumvent all of the benefits that come from cold approach in terms of putting yourself through the fire, of pushing through your social anxiety, of learning what it means to separate yourself from the validation of not only the girl outside yourself, but from people around you. Right, the spotlight effect and being concerned with the thoughts and opinions of others. And that's just in the initial interaction. But it's, it's a very different thing. It's a very different thing to go out there amongst your day, whether you're a uni student, whether you're a high school student as I was when I first started or some of my wings, whether you're uh, in the workforce. And you have to take time out of your day to say, I'm going to work on my social dynamics. I want to go out and meet girls in the day or in the night. I'm going to take time out of my weekend. And I'm going to push through my social anxiety to get there. And then you go through the process of this. You get yourself to the point of where you're just so, you're absolute rubbish to begin with. We all are. We are all absolute rubbish to begin with. But then through consistent action, accurate, consistent action, which means that you're going out there not once a week, but minimum five days a week or get preferably seven days a week on a 30-day challenge if you're really beginning, 12 to 3. And that you're recording all your interactions, you're breaking them down, you're putting in this hustle, you're putting in this work. And then day by day, very slowly, very, very slowly, you start to see growth. You start to change. Now, the external results may not be what's appearing yet. That not, that's not necessarily the manifestation I'm looking for yet. In a 30-day challenge, I've always said this is the illumination of the work to be done. Your very first 30 days in this, in this journey, that's... We're laying, we're clear in the forest. We are clear in the forest. We are not even concerned with uh, constructing this temple as of right now as to its physical manifestation. We are just looking at, let's get the right land here. Let's clear the land. That's, that's, that's what it is. And so, and so maybe you don't see these instant dates popping up yet, these day twos popping up yet, these, uh, these sexual interactions, these casual relationships, long-term relationships, maybe not popping up yet. But what we are starting to see is that you're not giving up on yourself. You're not, you're not going out there and meeting one, two, or three girls and then packing it in and going home because you're learning to develop intestinal fortitude. You're learning to become a man. You're learning to transition from your boyhood psychology to manhood psychology. And in doing this, 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 this part here is what everyone overlooks when it, when it comes to social dynamics and particularly cold approach is that the internal changes are happening without you noticing. It's not like you're going to get a big green flag at, a, at like a little achievement award on your, uh, your heads-up display that says you have achieved this level of congruence, authenticity, and directness. It's, it's not going to happen that way. We're not, we're not playing Call of Duty here. This is not PlayStation. But make no mistake, that is what's happening. And more than that's what's happening... That's the key criteria for our success because any old Bonjin, any old Bonjin could go up to a girl who's just having a fucking day, 
a girl who's having a fucking day. She's uh, she, she maybe she lost five she lost five kilos this week or the previous couple of months or so. She's feeling good. She's uh, got a promotion at work. She got a new puppy dog this morning. Her best friend said she's getting married and invited her to the wedding at Hawaii. She's got her tickets booked. Whatever. She's just having a fucking day. And then all of a sudden, you, this bonjin, this ordinary man, walks up to her on your day one or your day 10 of your cold, cold approach journey. And even though your 50 is so low, aka your execution of social dynamics is so low, your, your intent is wavering, you hesitate off the get, your eyes are like bloody laser beams on a laser show, you can't hold eyes for the life of you, your vocals are stifled. Hey, excuse me, miss, you're so high up on the voice, you're talking from here, you're talking from here, you're not sitting down in your vocals, and your body is like a bloody leaf in the wind, you can't keep your feet still. And your overall vibe is just that of a of a bonjin. I love that word, which is just that ordinary man. You're just being ordinary about it because you don't know anything else. But she's having a fucking day. Any old guy could go up to a girl who's having a fucking day. And if he knows roughly what to do, as in, he knows roughly what to do in an open, he knows roughly what to do in qualification, he knows roughly what should be happening in investment, and, and somehow he can put together a, a close with a seated story, or maybe, oh, I saw Adam do this instant date thing, and fuck, but maybe I should just say, could I have five minutes for a coffee? Right? And so he goes on this coffee. If he can do that, a girl is having a fucking day, and what am I saying when she's having a fucking day? Her 50 is there regardless of his 50, then any old guy could find himself on an instant date. Any old guy could find himself seeding up a, a, uh, a number close of a story and then setting up for a day too. That can happen. Trust I've guys, I've told you stories of my clients on bootcamp that have gone up to girls that wanted to go straight down to Foxtown the moment they met him. That he was, even though he was so, his execution was so low, she was just giving him every single that she wanted to fuck. And, and it's just like blowing my fucking mind. Like light bulbs going off in my mind. But he's not willing. He's not able to take control of it. Or uh, what should I say? He's not able to. He's not able to capitalize on her sexual signaling. Because he hasn't learned to read those social cues yet. Fair enough. He's very new. But what I'm saying here. Is that the external manifestation. The external result of you getting on a date. The external result of you getting a girl's number and going on to a day two later on. I'm not concerned with that and neither should you be. Because what's actually... Because any guy could do that. I've, uh, when I was first beginning, when I was first beginning and I was running free bowl sessions in Adelaide, where on a Friday session, twilight session, you just get 10, 15 guys who know absolutely nothing about this shit, but they want to give it a bat. And... Uh, and we take him out and we say, hey, let's just, just go up and just give some compliments, you know, just get started. And oftentimes on those sessions, just because they had the benefit of having Jordan or I there coaching them and just helping them through to get through an open, they would find themselves on instant dates, not even knowing what they were doing. But does that mean that they had become solidified men in that moment, that they had become direct, congruent, authentic men in that moment and had brought the best of their 50? No, you can go through days, a day, days, nights, many nights of no dates, no kisses, no pulls, no lays, no relationships, yet still be developing so much on the inside. Now, at a certain point, there's going to be a threshold to be crossed. 
at a certain point for sure, there is going to be a reflection of your internal growth in the external results, of course. But it's it doesn't happen as quickly as some would like to think. So what I'm trying to say here, and why I went on this rant for my man here in this question around his absolute horror show Tinder date, is because is because we were t- I was really just getting off on how of being complacent about what cold approach does for you and, or or overlooking the journey of social dynamics in general or cold approach in general and saying that I'll just get along, I'll just get on with Tinder, I'll just get on with the online shit and that'll be fine, that'll be enough. And it is fine and it is enough as long as as long as you don't have grand ideas of improving who you are. You will, and that's what I'm and this comes full circle now. Because you will circumvent everything that I just went on. You will miss all of the shit that I just talked about, uh, which is what mainstream society misses in general about cold approach, which is what actually most coaches in general miss about cold approach. Most coaches are just focused on the external. You're not going to get that from me. That's like, that to me is like, that's the cherry. That's the cherry. I'd much rather see all of you become men first. I'd much rather see my clients become men first and then have their sexual validation stamp checked off. Yeah. That's what I'm focused on primarily first. And the reason why is because it's the, it's the old proverb of give a man a fish today and he eats today. But get, turn him, teach a man how to fish and he eats for life. I want to teach you guys how to fish. That, you know, and that way you can self-suffice. You can... You can have the skill set to be able to travel the world at any stage in life, be able to see an attractive, beautiful woman, be able to pass those shit tests, as we've been talking about earlier on, be able to uh, be enthusiastic about a, a girl's mother coming into your interaction, be enthusiastic about when a woman on a date, such as with this guy, he didn't tell me what the shit test was that he that she gave him, but the very fact that a girl rejected his kiss and blatantly just, no, not going to happen. And not even in like a kind of cute, funny way, which means she's like just a little bit nervous. But from the way that he's described to here, this girl just flat out rejected that kiss. If a girl is flat out rejecting your kiss, that means you have so much work to do. Yeah, so much work to do. And maybe up until this point, D, you've been okay. You've been all right. You've been getting by with some girls that uh, that weren't that, that were willing to overlook. Willing to overlook your social dynamic shortcomings. All right. All right. Well, that, that's okay then. But at a certain point, the rubber does meet the road. At a certain point, I would like you all to envision who the mother of your children would be. And the mother of your children would be a woman that would shit test you at every step of the way. That would shit test you to ensure that that you're gonna, that you're the right guy to be the father of her children. That you're not going to be this, uh, this yoajin. You're not going to be this weak man. You're not going to be this bonjour, uh, this ordinary man. No, sir. So, is there anything else I want to tap on there for him before I hit your guys' questions? I'm just going to just just pop it over here. You know, he's feeling so down about how pathetic it was that night. That's a really good thing, my man. That's a really good thing. I know that sounds counterintuitive. I know it sounds counterintuitive that I'm telling you it's good that you feel down. It's good that you feel pathetic. But you must, we must truth. We must truth. And what we must truth is, is that when we receive the feedback, when we receive the feedback of our nature of reality, 
our state of reality, who we actually are. This is why we do this. This is what women are for us. Women are our mirrors. They show us who we are and everything we need to do, our flaws, our imperfections, what we do well, what we know. And if you receive this stimulus and this feedback where this girl just rejected you off the date, it's good. It's so good. It forces you to face the mirror. You have two options now. You can either look at this experience and go, well, that was horrific, but it's probably not going to happen again, so I won't change, and I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, keep doing this Tinder shit, and just hopefully that I meet a girl that's not quite as uh, high standard, because a high standard girl will do that to you every single time, every day of the week. There's, uh, I've never met a high standard, high quality girl that will not uh, aggressively, aggressively throw you shit tests. That's often a key sign to me of a girl that is high value, high standard, is that she is trying to, she's trying to grill me. She wants to put me on that 250 grill. And if she's going to put me on the 250 grill, I'm going to show her that 250 is not nearly hot enough. You're going to take me out to 500, then maybe. But even then, I'll still fuck you up. Like that's the mindset. That's the mindset in that nothing you can do to me is going to phase me. And that's what she wants to feel from you. Now, there's only, now, you guys might be thinking about how do I cultivate that? Or this guy might be thinking about how do I cultivate that? How do you get to the place of when the mother rocks up on your interaction where you just walked out of the bathroom, you saw this absolute team, you sit down next to her, you're in this fucking sexual interaction with her daughter, her mother comes in, and instead of backing or hesitating to her mom, you actually front up to her mom and go, listen, I thought your daughter was beautiful. How to say, hey. And then how do you get to that point? Through the reps. By putting chisel to marble. There's no other way. You can, this is all theory. This is all some beautiful theory right now that we're talking about, my friends. But it's not theory for me, is it? You need to capitalize on that. You need to marinate on that. It's not theory for me. Why? Because I did it. So I understand. Never do it. And you'll never understand. One of my favorite quotes from an anime known as uh, Run With The Wind. Uh... I think that's the Japanese name for it. Something like that, but run with the wind. Do it and you'll understand. Never do it and you'll never understand. It's all theory for all of you. For my guy here who sent me this question, it's theory until you put it in practice. So if you want to... D, if you, wanna, if you don't ever want to go on a date again and have a woman throw you a shit test, whatever way it manifests as, and I'll be left with that feeling of being this absolute pathetic, just shrimp, this absolute scrub. Because that's what she's doing. When she's shit testing you, she's quality controlling. She's, she's controlling for quality. She's making sure that no duds get into his kingdom. Diamonds only. Diamonds only up in here. The strength, the adaptable will only get into this, will only survive. And if you want to be that person that enters that realm, well then you need to go out there and turn theory into practice. Turn knowledge into wisdom. Become a guy that goes through the reps. And because there's no way that you could just listen to what I'm saying here and just go, oh yeah, well I'm going to be like that. I'm going to be like that. No, because I didn't get that way either. Trust me, there were many times previous to that example I gave you of on boot camp with that, with that mother. If you guys had met me at 17 or 18 or 19, I was folding to shit tests all day long. All day long. And it does feel terrible. It does feel terrible. Here's one. Here's one when I was like really coming up. It was on my uh, first 30-day challenge. On a day two. Here we go. How about this? I was on a uh, one of my first day twos from Cold Approach because it was my first 30-day challenge. Uh, it was with another teen, actually. This was, this was with a teen. Shout out to Kay. She's still uh, she's watching this. And so 
it was a typical stopper in the mall. Great interaction. Number with a seed. Seed up for the day two. We get out on this day two. I meet her up in the mall and just, I'm very, remember, this is only like my third day two from Cold Approach ever. And I've been in Cold Approach for like two years at this point. So, but it's on this, this first 30 day challenge for those of you that know my story. And so I'm like fumbling my way through it, but we go get our coffees. We start walking through the mall because I'm taking her down to the gardens. And I'm just rinsing, repeating this. As we're walking, as we're walking down towards the gardens, I can still see it in my mind because I failed this shit test so bad. She happens to just drop. I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about something though. And she just slides in that she has a boyfriend. I'm like, Nani? <laughs> what? This is a date though, isn't it? Like, in my mind, I was like, I thought I was being direct. I thought I was pretty direct off the initial interaction. And I'm pretty sure there's some, been some sexual vibe and sexual intent here. I don't think I've messed that bit up. I was pretty confident that I hadn't messed that bit up. I'm pretty sure she knew this was a date. But as we're just casually walking down the mall, she just slides in that she's got a boyfriend. And not like she's like, oh, by the way, Adam, just so you know, I have a boyfriend. It's not like that. It's like casually. It's like we're talking about something. And she goes, oh, yeah, my boyfriend really likes that as well. And I'm like... In my mind, I'm like, Nani, what's going on here? What are you talking about? But in my mind, now, what, 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 what's the issue? For those of you that have been listening to this, what's the issue with that? Why, why would it be an issue that I don't challenge her on that? Because it's a shit test. I folded. I just accepted it. I was like, uh, okay, well, yeah, anyways. So, and I went back to talking about just some random shit as if, as if like I didn't even really hear her or if I didn't really care. But it was, it was, it was you know, I just didn't acknowledge it. Right? I backed down completely on it. And so then it's like she got disappointed. She got very disappointed about that. And if I look back on it now, what should I have done? For those of you that have been keen in on this uh, session right now, thinking about it right now, what should have Adam done when this woman, when this girl said to him, oh, by the way, I just slipped in this boyfriend thing, right? As if that's permissible, right? Because she knew what she was doing. A girl doesn't do that. It was a very direct interaction off the initial. And uh, there was some sexual, a uh, little bit of sexuality going on through the logistics when we were texting it up to get this set up. So that's why I was very confident that she knew this was a date. So she knew what she was doing. Looking back now, it's so obvious. But at the time, because I had not been through the reps of this, I was not used to getting shit tested. I backed down, which turns off her attraction. Didn't see her again after that day too. I didn't see, get to see, didn't see her after that. And when I look back on it now, it's like, but Adam, you don't let it, you don't let that slide. You, would you let that slide today? I'm like, absolutely not. Of course not. If a girl said that to me today, tried to pull that shit today, I would be grilling her. I would stop her in the mall and I would look her in the eye and say, who the fuck do you think you are? All right, cheeky smile. Just, I'm going full grill on her. I'm like, what do you mean your boyfriend likes fucking Muay Thai as well. I think that's actually what she said to me back in the Barimba Bag now. Sorry about that. And, and then I'll call her out because a girl knows what she's doing. Now your question might be with shit tests, do girls consciously shit test? Is this something that they're being trained in the women's clubs in when they, when they're in the, <laughs> when they're in the uh, girls only clubs, is there like a, uh, a manual going around that says, now this is how you should test a guy and why you should do it. Of course not. Girls do not talk about this. Girls do not actively seek to shit test. It is an evolutionary hardwired uh, process for them 
to quality control. So they know what they're doing. They want, they will agitate. They will agitate. They will see. And purely just to see is this guy's strength. See this guy's strength. Is he strong? Yes or no? So nowadays, as you can see, and that's a really good manifestation, a good wrap up, because I want to get to your guys' questions now. When it comes to these, uh, but yeah, the point of that was reps. Reps. I used to fail shit tests as much as any guy did. But nowadays, I fucking embrace them. I love them. I want them. It tells me that a girl is worth my time. If a girl doesn't shit test me, I don't get a hard on. I'm not going to get an erection for that girl. A girl should be fucking trying to put me on the 250 grill. And I'm going to show her that you need at least 500 to even get me started. That's the, that's the mentality. So, my friends, I'm going to take a break just for a second. address you guys in the chat because it is time for social Q&A. It is time to get your questions. So, if you guys have any questions on social dynamics dating relationships just drop them in the chat box below we have got uh super chat options available if you want to get your question bumped to the top support the channel most appreciated also uh if you're up in this chat and you're enjoying this content just hit that thumbs up down below help support what's going on here really appreciate that and let's do this shit so by the way i just want to reiterate how disappointing it is that one of the followers of my channel for two years long has not done a single cold approach. It's bullshit. Shouldn't be following my channel. Should not be following my channel if that's the uh, if that's the case. So, the first question. Hold on, let me get up in here. Let me get up in here. Get up in this shit. Okay, first question came from Scott Bridge. Scott Bridge comes in saying, how to make behaviorally masculine girls behaviorally feminine in general life? Feminine in capitals looks but tries to act dominant, tries to lead, tries decision making with a rabbit, with a rabbit emoji, and then goes not respectful, pleasing, follow, and pursuing girl's role. So, Scott, your question doesn't grammatically make much sense at all. I'm just going to be honest with you. However, I get the point of your question. So you how to make behaviorally masculine girls behaviorally feminine. I've actually addressed this a couple times in the last couple Q&As. So this, I'm just going to breeze over this because I have gone into quite some depth on this, which is that you shouldn't be trying to change a masculine a girl. You're talking about behaviorally masculine girls. But make, but just make sure I got his question right here. How to make behaviorally masculine girls behaviorally feminine. Yes. So he's talking about Girls that have a lot of masculine energy who don't behave very feminine, how to make them more feminine. You don't. That is their natural set point. If, if you got a girl who is a CEO type, who is the girl that just runs shit, and that's her way of being, well, good luck trying to change that. Why would you want to? Why would you want to? It's like you're... What I'm more concerned with is why you're trying to change her and not trying to find the girl that you're more suited towards. Why are you so concerned with changing this girl? That's who she is. I wouldn't, like that's a, it's a mute point with me because there's nothing to be changed. Nor is there a desire. It's like, I'm not that into really girly, girly girls. Like super feminine girls. Like girls that are like bloody, they have to have the French nails, they have to uh, be getting their pedicures and they have to spend two hours on their makeup every day. That shit pisses me off. Like, I'm not into those type of girls. So 
But I'm not trying to change that girl to become more masculine and try and drop some of that feminine shit. That's just who she is. I'll just find a girl that's more suited towards what I'm uh, desiring. So, uh, yeah, don't try and... Listen, you can do whatever you want, Scott, but I'm not... I'm not... It's just not the way I think about it. It's not how I think about it. I wouldn't try and change a girl. Okay, moving down to the next question. Infinite Paradox comes in with the next question saying... Do you think online dating sucks? <laughs> I.e. Tinder seems like a whole different world. Listen, Infinite Paradox, once upon a time, dating, online dating was, was, the, uh, was the bee's knees. It, online dating used to be a goldmine. Just like anything, people ruin things, right? People ruin, mass attention ruins things. When things are very new and very niche, they have tremendous return on investment. All right, early adopters get the highest return on investment. But if you take, if you wait longer and longer and longer to get in on these things, the value on the market drops. So same thing happened with Tinder. When Tinder first came out, oh, I knew guys that were just, it was like fish in a barrel. Shouldn't fish in a barrel. It was like that for me as well. And I never really, I mean, of course, I came from cold approach. I always kind of, I was a bit of a highbrow. I was a bit of a Gucci Gucci. And I just looked down on online dating in general. But I recognized its power, even though I didn't like to use it, because I would much rather go out there in the street and just meet a girl. Far more powerful. And I'm about to get to uh, cultivate myself along the way. Why not get around it? Uh, I still recognize the power of it. I realized how easy it was to set up dates off Tinder when it was first coming out. And, but nowadays, it's like, if you're still trying to use Tinder to base your dating life and your sexual experiences off of that, you're, you're one of two people. You're either a natural who the return on investment still not as good as it used to be, but it's not bad. And if, it, if you're a natural because that's what online dating platforms are, then the number one currency is. The number one currency is your physical appearance. All right is what it is. That's what you sign up to. So if you're a natural, you can still get a return on investment from your online dating apps for sure. But if you're, if you're not into that class, if you're not a seven and above, especially in the looks department, then you should just like give, give up right then and there. Just don't even worry about it. Like I, I used to, I've got videos on how to use Tinder effectively and uh, online game in general. And a lot of the points in that, I just aren't relevant anymore. I want to go back and look at them. They're not relevant anymore because because it's even if you're swiping right on everyone to get mass volume, which is one of the principles, it's like girls, to the more point, girls, did, no one respects these apps anymore. Right? Girls don't respect these apps anymore. We talked about this in one of the previous social Q&As that uh, because girls have such exposure, they have such abundance of, when we talked about white belt versus black belt, is dating, oh, that's right, it was the social Q&A on, is, it, is dating harder in 2020 than it was 10 years ago? Or is it harder to meet women in 2020, I think is what it's called. And this is one of the things is that because girls do have so much more exposure to white belt level shit, and so much more exposure to these uh, dating apps, they don't respect it. Which is why if you're a black belt in social dynamics, your respect goes so much higher. Your return on investment as a black belt in 2020 in social dynamics, it's, that's real, this is such a good crossover because 
Because girls just disrespect white belts so much more, they don't give the time of day to these dating dating apps and to low-level shit anymore. If you do happen to have a well-cultivated social dynamic skill set, you can approach a girl in the day like you know what you're fucking doing, right? And you, or in the night as well. And you just, just in general, you know how to interact with human beings. You seem like a unicorn. You seem like someone that never met. Like this is, is this guy for real? Is this guy for real? You'll be, you'll be out there at the bar, my friend. You'll be out there at the bar and you'll be taking girls off other guys without even intending so. That's the state of 2020 dating. The state of 2020 dating is that when I when I've been out in bars recently, when I'm going out at night recently, when I survey the savannah, when I survey the selection of males that are on offer and their skill sets to be, what I notice is that like this is this is a joke. Like this is actually a joke. I'll I'll be up there on this rooftop bar. I'll be up there uh, in the in the Mayfair. I'll be up there uh, in the two K Dubs. Oh, yeah, that's for some of the Adelaide boys. Uh, but you know, I'll be up there in these rooftop button, you know, uh, Cookie or uh, Peach or uh, Carlton as well. You know, any of these places for my Australian guys. And I just have a look around. I'm like, this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. That when I look at the selection of males that these girls have to choose from in here, here we, is what we got. You got a very thin selection of absolute naturals. But as I talked about in that white belt versus black belt state of dating 2020 is it harder, is that supply is low. There are far few naturals today in 2020 than there once were. So, but there are still plenty, in fact, if not more, more and more and more attractive girls getting about, kicking about. Every year, every year, that 17-year-old girls turn into 18-year-old girls, it's like a whole new flush of attractive girls that are now accessible. The same cannot be said for 17-year-old boys transitioning into 18-year-old boys. That's really powerful. That is a super powerful point that it is not equal that the attractive girls at 17 that cross over to the threshold of 18, which means they're legally accessible now, can start going out at night. You know, that's like a, that's a huge injection every year of new girls uh, for you to learn from, for you to get sexually engaged and interacting with. And it's like, so it's really good for guys in that sense. But it's not really good for girls. The same cannot be said in reflection on the reverse, in which that when 17-year-old boys in 2020 are turning 18, it's not like all the girls are now getting a huge influx of new naturals to get access to. No, no. Because of the state of 2020, and just the two key things, the lack, the absolute, well, it's not only the lack of the transition from boyhood to manhood psychology and the tribal rituals and the tribal mentorship that we used to have that fostered that process, that ensured that process, that's gone, that's gone. So that like, at least pervasively that's gone. You might find it in pockets, you find it in small families, maybe every year level might have a, f- a couple families that has generations of naturals so that the nat so maybe you've got an older brother who's in year 12 who's 18 he's got a younger brother in year 10 he's learning from his older brother he's got a younger brother who's in year 8 coming to year 8 so you've got generations of naturals coaching naturals so it stays in the family but it's far and few between it's far and few between it's uh it's it's very very scarce so what does this mean 
what this means is that when we come back to the bar, the selection, and that's what I was talking about, the thin selection of girls have to choose of absolute naturals means that in any given bar scenario, if you go to the right bar on the right time of the week, you're going to find that there are far more attractive girls in relation to the supply of attractive natural males, which is very good if you're someone who has been learning social dynamics because there's just not physically enough naturals to go around. So if you have cultivated the social dynamic skill set in which that you are now actually eclipsing naturals, because this is one thing that guys overlook. Think about what I just said. Guys often ask me, I know we're getting on a, t- on a bamboo shoot here, but this is a worth going into. Guys often ask me hypothetically, Adam, if you could go back and choose to be a natural, would you? Now knowing what you know, even though like with all the shit that you've done and the way that you transform yourself and and how much you know about social dynamics now and all, all the stuff you're able to do now. I'm like, no, definitely, never, never. Any day of the week, I would choose to be a an average guy on the plane of social dynamics, if not lower, and then be forced to learn and forced to rise to the level of natural social dynamics. And the reason why is because the man who is forced to rise to the level of a natural will eventually eclipse a natural. A natural is not conscious. A natural does not have conscious control of his social dynamics. He just does. Okay? That's why the best players do not often make the best coaches. Think about basketball. Think about martial arts, mixed martial arts. Think about any sport, really. Very, very rare, very rare does it that the absolute Hall of Fame uh, MVP of all time player make the best coach. In fact, a lot of the times, the best coaches were actually average, just above, maybe slightly above average players. But they have tremendous ability to break down, be aware. Awareness is what I'm talking about here. A natural is never aware of what he's doing with a woman. He just does it, which makes it wise, wise, so easy for him. But if you can reach the place of where you are aware of what you're doing, you are aware of direct intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe, direct congruent authenticity. You're aware of bouncing the girl immediately once qualification is done. You are aware of what it means to take this girl on an instant date. You are aware of how to read her shit test. You are aware of all these things. Well, now it's like it's like the difference between being the soldier who is in the tank, who is just running the tank, and being the commander who commands the entire platoon. Right? Yes, naturals have tremendous power. They're still able to fire that gun. But... I would much rather be the commander who directs where those tanks go, who has full control and full awareness of everything and is able to make moves, is able to, yeah, just do, he has access. It's access is what we're talking about here. Access to skill set. I know that was an absolute bamboo shoe we got off on Infinite, but that's a very good question. And a very good to- it's very topical. Very topical question, so I thank you for that, Infinite. But I shall move on. Um, I know there was some stuff that I didn't tie up in that. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Hold on, hold on. I, I will tie up this part of being in the bar. So, so yeah, very disappointing for girls because very few naturals. But who is everyone doing social dynamics? Is every guy out there learning the skill set of cold, of cold approach? No, of course not. Very few. Very, very few. Listen to this guy who started off this, uh, helped us start off this um, live stream. He's been following my channel for two years and still hasn't done a bloody cold approach. So disappointing. Uh... Just in this camera. So who are the other guys? 
Because surely there are other guys involved in these bars, yes? There are other guys involved in these uh, <laughs> going out at night, yes? Yes, they are. And they're just average people. They're the Bonjeans. They are, they're the guys that were wishing they were able to go up to those girls. A group of five girls. Absolutely dying pieces. Those are the guys that are wishing about what their lives could be. That have absolutely no idea what to do though. And if they have absolutely, even if they do know what to do, they do not have the courage to do so. So what do these girls have to choose from? Nothing. They have almost nothing to choose from. It's either they are the cream of the crop girl, which means they are likely getting with the cream of the crop guy, because that's what that natural is going to be interested in. Okay. But like, there's not many of those guys. So there are going to be, it's just by the, the law of averages here is that once all the natural guys who are in such low demand are supped, su uh, sucked away by very high quality girls, there is just by just, just percentages that there are going to be a lot of high quality girls left over standing on third base of a catcher's mitt. Shout out to Chow Sonnen. Right, there, there are going to be a lot of girls left out in the cold in their bikinis wondering what the fuck's going on here. And so, who do they have to choose from? Well, there's all these other guys up in this bar and some of them actually, they look okay and they look like they might be nice guys, but none of them are fucking willing to come up to me. None of these guys are willing to come up, grab their balls, get in a nice little pouch and slide on over. Right? That's like when I talk to my girlfriends, that's the, that's the thing they get most frustrated with. Most girls, like, you just guys don't know. You guys don't know. There's this one thing that Roy and I, what about, shout out to, shout out to Roy, guy I came up with, uh, done a couple podcasts from him as well. There's one thing that we talk about all the time, which we just, it's something we've been talking about for a long time, which is that we, we'll be walking through the ball. This is like years and years ago as well, like when we first started Cold Approach. And we'll be walking through the ball. I was like 17, 18. And Roy would just say to me, he's like, Arnum, these girls are just walking around saying, somebody approach me. <laughs> somebody approach me, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just look at him, Adam. And we used to laugh, especially when Matt was still around. We used to laugh our faces off at how you could tell girls that want to be approached. And because <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, especially at night. You you gotta you gotta reach a certain experience level to to be to be able to discern that in the day. For me, it's like fish in the bucket, fish in the barrel. Now you can in the day, it's very easy to tell girls that want to be approached, just meandering, just meandering, and just like the eyes are so uh, glazy, you just see it, and that's often trying to uh, get my clients to recognize that themselves. But it takes time. At night, though. Okay, girls get so fucking frustrated and, and so so they should be. So they should be. It's because as to what I was talking about before, it's like girls are out there in these bars and there are so many guys around, but none of them are willing to approach them. And it's it's just, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Now it's absolute bullshit if you're a white belt. If you're a black belt in social dynamics, it's the best thing that could ever happen. Because when I step up into these bars, it's like, well... The effort level that was required for me maybe three years ago, five years ago, is so much lower now. Just by contrast. Via contrast, as I go with these, girl, these girls that are just standing around in their bikinis out in the snow, and I'm like, hey, i got a fire for you. And even though there are so many other guys up in this bar that could give them a fire, none of them are willing to do so. So just the fact that I'm willing to go up to them and say, girls, what's going on tonight? Look like you're having a bit of a boring night, actually. And do you know how many times I've said that like the last like month? 
Not because I'm running lines, but because that is the state of reality. That when I walked up and got into these bars and just see these first girls, they're the first girls that I see, and they just look bored as fuck. They were bored as fuck. And so that's the first thing I read off for qualification. I'm like, listen, girls, you look like you're having a pretty boring night, actually. You guys look pretty boring, actually. Like, not only do you look boring, but yeah, you also look like you're very bored. I can't tell which one more. And that lights them up. Not only because, of course, it's qualification, it's cheeky, it's fun, it's very masculine. There's principles there. But more so to the fact of that they are actually bored because guys aren't coming up to them. It's just, just a sorry state of affairs. Sorry state of affairs that guys are afraid to go up to women. Used to fucking fight woolly mammoths. You, you all are descendants. All of you males that are watching this right now, all of my brothers, all of my kyoto are watching this right now. You are all descendants of someone from somewhere in some time that used to fight gigantic animals. That used to walk the, the savannas. That used to traverse the mountains of the Himalayas. And that you were digging pits. You were digging fucking pits. You were laying traps. You were laying nets. And that you were herding these 15, 20 ton elephants into these pits. You were, you were these guys that were going out with spears. You were in your little loincloth and your spears, but there were fucking 20 of you. And it was a rite of passage for you as a boy to, to become a man that you had to make a kill. You had to get out on this and join the men and bring home the meat. And so you would chase these, these mountains into a, into a nice crevice, into a nice pass, a pass in the canyon in which that you're funneling these elephants, this herd of elephants, these gigantic woolly mammoths into this funnel. And then at the end of the funnel, what's going to happen is that there's going to be another team, another squad of you that are up on a high cliff that drop rocks and that block off a certain passage as the weak or the smaller one was just straggling along, which separated it from its herd, which means that it had to turn fucking left. And when it turned fucking left, what was waiting for it? A covered pit. So it fell into that pit and you drove that spear into its fucking heart. That's where you guys descended from. That's where we all came from. And now you're afraid to approach a woman. Are you joking me? Are you joking me? This is ridiculous. Do you see what I'm talking about? We are descendants of men of strength. We are not descendants of men that were afraid in a, to walk into a bar and to see an attractive woman and go, I don't fucking know, Adam. I don't fucking know about this. <laughs> Oh shit. Like this is I like to have fun of it, but it's so serious at the same time. Like everything that I just said has so much power and truth of it, but it's also very funny. <laughs> just visualizing that guy. Visualizing that guy is just because I was once that guy. That's why it's so real for me. Cause I I was there with D who was who's been watching my content for two years and hasn't called approach a single woman, I was once that guy. That was once my story, and I was that guy who would be going into that Swish nightclub and be like, I don't fucking know, man. I don't fucking know. I can't approach that girl. I can't approach that girl. And you'd be just freaking out, sweating, just heart rate through the roof. And when you really think about it from an evolutionary perspective, what's more, What what's... What's harder to do? What is more in fear inducing? Having to slay gigantic megafauna and putting your life on the line, having to fight bears, having to fight saber-toothed tigers, having to ensure that your children don't get jacked in the night 
by some some gigantic land tiger that was just or even let's land tiger. We talk about a water tiger as well. Right? Just making sure that when you were when you were crossing the Tasman Sea or crossing the Polynesian Sea that you didn't get jacked by some gigantic bird in the night or by some serpent that came up out of the sea, right? That, that, or going up to a girl in a bar and saying, I thought you looked beautiful, I want to say hey. Or I thought you looked kind of bored tonight, you look kind of boring, I'm not sure which one more. Hey, now, I'm not telling you lines here, I'm telling you qualification, I'm telling you being a man, that's what I'm fucking talking about here. It's, it's like perspective here, my friends perspective and i have empathy for all of you because i was once the bonjour right i uh, my long time many times many times ago long time ago i was once that guy that would have that even though i would have heard what i'm saying right now i would have logically understood theoretically yes i i know that going up to women in a bar is not nearly as psychologically jarring as maybe fighting a bear or a megaphone that you're talking about, Adam, but it still scares the fuck out of me. And I'm like, I get it. I have the empathy. And that's why I've dedicated this channel to helping guys such as yourself and many others and letting you know that there is a social Q&A live called How to Go Out Solo in the Day or Night Full Guide. And in that full guide, any guy, any one of you that is just shit scared of going out and being a girl in the day overnight, there is a fail-proof system in that Q&A that you don't need wings. You don't need a coach yet after you've given it at least 30 days or a year or so of absolute hardcore training on your own. You don't. You, you can get it all done on your own. That, that, that resource was not there when I was, when I was coming up. And I was certainly, for God's sake, was not free either. So you check that shit out. No excuses. That's what I'm saying here. No excuses. So my friends... That was a fucking good, that was a good fucking rant, but we got some super chats coming up. We got a lot of super chats up in this uh, live chat right now, so I thank you all very much. We're going to get to some next questions. That was fucking hype. Yes, sir. Feeling good about this today. I'm not sure if it's because I'm coaching a client in the next hour or so, but I don't always get this hyped up. It's just that it's just very passionate for me. Uh, to transform these boys. I guess also, actually, a lot of that passion came from the fact that I feel really bad for women. I f it, it, it pisses me off that every year men receive a inundation of attractive women when they turn from 17 to 18. Inundation, right? But women don't receive the same. Women do not get uh, inundated with absolute naturals that go from 17 to 18. It's not the case. It's a huge, it's, it's way off. It's way off. There might be, what, an extra 10% in, injected into the male surplus of naturals from 17 to 18. Whereas every year, every man is guaranteed a 90, 100% increase in attractive women every year. It's just, it should be, it shouldn't be. Every year, this is my vision before we get to these super chats. I would love in 2030, give us 10 years. Give me another 10 years. I would love for there to be an injection of even 20%, 30%, that two or three out of 10 guys every year went from 17 to 18 that made the transition to be legally accessible for sexual interactions. 
that women got access to just two or three more naturals out of every 10 guys. That to me would be a huge fucking win. Because at the moment, it's like one. It's like one in every 10 guy. If that. And that's been me being very generous. So, moving forward here. If you guys are enjoying this content, give me a thumbs up down below. Just support the channel. Support what's going on here. And uh, drop your questions down below. We've got about 20 minutes to go, but we've got a lot of super chat questions here. Super chat's going on, so they of course come first. And of course, because they support the channel. So, <clears throat> the first super chat was from Infinite Paradox, who donated $5. Uh, thank you very much, Infinite. I'm very grateful. Anthony Kanchester. Kanchester. It's Motoeni. Uh, he says, makes sense to me. The cream rises to the top. Much love. Keep on growing with love heart. Absolutely, my man. I wish the best for you on your journey as well. Thank you for a dope question. Because it was Infinite's question that spurred off that incredible uh, shit that we just went on. So thank you, Infinite. Now, Infinite, uh, yeah, that was really just for his question. So that's addressed. Schemo was the next super chat. Uh, Mr. Ski comes in with a $2.99 Australian, just as grateful, forever and always. Thank you very much, Ski. He says, haven't heard passion like this in ages with the peace, with the bow. Hey. Every now and again. Every now and again, we'll, uh, we'll get the heart rate going. You have to find a trigger point with me, though. It's, you have to find the things that trigger me. There are very few things that trigger me, though. Very few things. What, what, the things that trigger me... The disproportionate skew of attractive women to attractive men. That pisses me off. <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> Guys that watch my content for two years and don't do anything. That's probably also why I have so much passion in this. That's a trigger point for me. Because it's just the complete antithesis of my channel. So I'd rather you just don't watch my shit if you're not going to do anything. <clears throat> Uh, Brother Lou came in with a fucking $20 New Zealand uh, super chat. And listen, guys, like whether you donate $20 or 20 cents, your super chat means the world to me because you're just helping to support everything that's going on. And so, Brother Lou, uh, I really appreciate that. And I'm just very grateful as well. Always. It's the motto. Andy. Forever and always. Uh, Brother, Lou, Brother Lou, just with a couple love hearts. Did you have a question, Lou? Because I don't see your question. Unless I just come back up here. Uh, I'm just seeing that Roy's fucking in this chat right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if Lou had a chat, uh, like a question. Okay, Lou, I can't see, I can't see any of your questions here. So if you have a question, uh, just drop it down below. You might just be trying to get back just the channel with a question. That's fine as well. Infinite Paradox without Land Tiger. Yeah, whatever kind of tigers are they? Tiger Sharks, I guess. Uh, so Lou, if you do have a question... Uh, come, just drop it. Otherwise, I'm going to go back up the chat to address other questions. But just know that I'm very grateful to all of you that, that donate and all of you that just your presence here. Very much uh, appreciated. So, come back up this chat. <clears throat> Actually, there's a lot of fucking questions before this. Okay, so... So it was after, the last question we answered was Infinite Paradoxes on the dating. So it's after that. So the next question was from Sal saying, <clears throat> Hey mate, since females are emotional beings, how do you have a logical conversation with them? <laughs> great, great question. Okay, so 
So we are all emotional beings. Let's just get that straight. It's not a female versus male thing. It is just as hard to have a logical conversation with a male who is emotionally triggered as well. But I do know what you're saying, that an emotion, females definitely have a nat- natural gearing, natural gearing, hardwired gearing to lean on their short-term emotionality versus their long-term logical projections of what might be best here. So it depends on the nature of the conversation, my friend. But the best way to get an emotional being, I'm just going to separate the word female from that because this applies to emotional guys as well. The best way to have a conversation with someone about something logically. So let's say you got a mother, you got a sister, you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, fiance, and you got a bit of a rift and you got a you got a problem in your relationship with them, whatever it may be. The best way to have a conversation without about them logically, because that's the way we want to have our conversations. We want to be pragmatic. We want to be uh, objective as possible and just eliminate the subjectivity of emotions, of course, and no name calling and no bringing up the past, etc. Let go of that shit. The best way to do so is to get them emotionally on side. This is one of my core concepts that I coach my clients on who come to me outside of dating. For my clients that I work on their social dynamics with them in business and family, uh, getting people emotionally on side. So when we have set up our conversation, we set up the time and place and we set up the environment that's going to be conducive to this conversation. It's going to be a few days in advance, gives them time to mentally come into prep. It's not going to spring it on them. It's going to be uh, it's going to be in a nice, calm environment. Okay, so you sit down on that couch. It's Friday night. You worked out this time. It's good. The first thing we're going to address with this girl. Let's say, let's just take the example. Let's say it's your, uh, let's say it's your fiance, and you got some problem in the relationship, whatever it's about. But it's a really important thing. <clears throat> maybe she, uh, maybe she disrespected you in front of your friends the other night. Let's say it's that, and you want to have a logical conversation about how we can, you know, improve the situation in the future. The first thing you're not going to do is go straight to the hole on that. You're not going to go straight to the hoop on how she disrespected you in front of her friends. Why? Because you have not addressed her emotion. And we're using a female example here, but it goes for anyone. You have not got her emotionally on side yet. So you are mentally, you are setting her up to be triggered. You are setting her up to be on the defensive. By getting people emotionally on side, we disarm them. The way that we do this is that when I sit down there on the couch with my fiance, I go, listen, in this conversation, right, even before we even get into all the stuff we all need to talk about with you, I just want to say first, I love you. Uh, we've been together on a journey in life so far that has been incredible. I appreciate this, this, and that about you. I appreciate X, Y, and Z about you. I love that you've been willing to sit down, sit down with me here tonight, and I thank you for that and all that you are. First key point, appreciation. Second, empathy. Right? Empathy for the situation that we're going to talk about some things here that might be a little bit fiery, might be a little bit triggery, but just know that I want to understand you as best I can and I want you to understand me as best you can. With empathy and the appreciation, this gets someone emotionally on side. It's very hard for someone to then come into a conversation after you started it that way and to be already primed to go into a fight. Right Now, it's not to say that they can't still get triggered, but you did everything you could to disarm them off the get by just letting them know that our macro relationship is far more important than the micro issue we're about to talk about. When you let people know that you care about them, they will then care about you. People do not care until they know that you do. So you can come in and try and talk all this logical bullshit, but if she doesn't know that you care about her first, she's not going to care at all. So we reiterate, reiterate, reiterate that. 
Then from that point, we set up the intent of the conversation. Now, my intent is this. I want us to improve our relationship. And this applies to everything. You could take any example. I just want us to move forward. I don't want to be trapped in the past of what's happened. I just want to move forward. I want us to get better and stronger together. That's my intent first and foremost. So it's about us as a macro relationship. And with that being said, we just set the T's and C's, which is that now I need you to hear me fully first. And then I want to hear you fully straight after that. But I need that time. If we can agree to these T's and C's, we're going to have a great conversation. Can you do that for me? She agrees. You then go into your macro. Macro first though. Macro first. That is how you have a logical conversation with someone who is emotionally triggered. Macro first, which is the relationship. Get them emotionally on side. Empathy, appreciation first. Then you can talk to anyone about the most horrific, egregious micro thing and that they are going to be very willing to work with you. Much more so than before. That's some real tactics for you right there. I've been working a lot on that with some guys, <clears throat> some of my clients. <clears throat> so, moving on to the next question. And I'm just looking at the chat here. And it looked like Lou didn't have a question after that huge uh, super chat. So we'll keep on going here. If you guys are enjoying this uh, Q&A, just drop me a thumbs up down below. Just help support the channel. Let me know you're enjoying this content. And we'll get to the next questions. By the way, for those of you that are worrying uh, worrying about coronavirus and what that means for your dating lives, I will be doing a separate podcast on that coming up. Coming up real soon. I'll do it over the weekend. Which That's how you know it's special. Uh, next question is from Doomlord BG. <laughs> what a fucking name. He says, Adam, <clears throat> if I came down to Australia and asked you if I could spend as much time as I can with you, how would you treat me? I would say I appreciate the interest. However, there are avenues for that. So the interest, your question is how you would treat me is that I would treat you very respectfully and I would thank you for your interest and I'd be very humbled by it. But as you know, my, I treat my time as possibly one of the most valuable assets that I have. And so that there is obviously a price ticket on that time. So if you wanted to, I mean, the only thing, the only different thing is that about these social Q&As, I give you guys an hour and a half free of my time every single week. Now, if you were to get one-on-one with me for that, an hour-long Skype session is 200 Australian. So you'd be looking at, for an hour and a half of my time, normally it's about $300. That's 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 the time, that's the value that I place on my time if you were to come on and do one-on-one Skype coaching. Uh, so that's like some tactical shift there for you. But in terms of your question of how would I treat you, how much time you could spend with me in person was that you got to respect my time and I respect yours. No, I respect you. That's what it is. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, and that's why, that's why boot camp. when guys that spend two days with me, that's not a cheap thing. That is, that's an investment. That's an investment for your life. That's why it's as expensive as it is. Because you got to look at it. What boot camp is, is not only is that you get access to me for two days, it's also what I'm choosing not to do. I'm not doing a social Q&A the day on bootcamp. I'm not doing this hour and a half free for everyone else in the world because you got me. I, I'm not for the next... Bootcamp, you've essentially... That's why I'm so picky about who I take on bootcamp because I don't want to waste my time. For every client that I go through on bootcamp, it's not just the two days that we're in field with each other. It's the, we- the, prep, the prep week leading up to that and the post after that. Essentially, I need to take about five days out of my schedule, like just cut to be able to go through from start to end process of bootcamp with one person. 
because of how much I put into it with the post-camp package, with the pre-camp setup, with everything that goes into boot camp itself. And, uh, and I'll be talking with one of my boot camp clients later, to this, later today, actually. So hopefully you can get understand that. But I appreciate the question. Uh, what's next? Who we got next? Uh, Scott Bridge comes in saying, if you're confident about yourself and what makes you unique as a man and honest, <clears throat> and you're honest, you'll beat any test girls give you. That's essentially a good summary of what I was talking about with shit tests. Yes. <clears throat> nice smack then comes in saying, is my lack of abundance of women make me become obsessives over one girl? <laughs> English not too good, bro. Uh, let me try to rephrase that for him. Is my lack of abundance with women making me obsessive over one girl? That's definitely one part of it. It's not all of it, but it's one part of it. You know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm careful to say that it's all of it because I don't, I think that's far too myopic. I think there are many reasons that make you obsess over one girl. I think we also need to look at the girl herself because there are definitely certain breeds of girls, certain species of girl that will make you just drive you wild. They'll, they'll do something to you that other girls won't. So there's definitely the type of girl that you're with. And that's a good thing as well. That's what you want. You want to find a girl that does that. So there's also the type of girl that you're getting with. You're obviously not going to get as obsessive over a girl that is not a, just it's not your diamond in the sky. It's not your girl that's making you get on that magic carpet ride, you know what I'm saying? So one thing you can do to help you cure obsessiveness over one girl, for sure, for sure, learn what it means to become a man that can cultivate his skill set to the point where he can bring in sexual abundance. You have access to that. Just the skill set of that takes care of most of the obsessiveness. That's, that's a really important point, actually, is that it's not necessarily so necessary for you to be seeing three to five different girls on a rotation right now for you to be to see the benefits of detachment from validation of one girl and getting obsessive over her, over just one. Just the mere fact that you have the skill set, the confidence, the backing to know that at any given moment, at any given time, I could walk out into the street, I could go into a club tonight, and I could meet a new girl. It, that, that is the power. That is what is actually the underlying mechanism of why you're not going to get obsessive over one girl. <coughs> it's not necessary because, because you can still get obsessive over one girl while you're seeing three others. Now, that's theory for a lot of you. Trust me, though. From practicality, from what I know... You can still get very obsessive over one girl, even if you're good, you saw two girls that night, two other girls previously that day or that night. Right? It is the mechanism of which that I know I didn't need her. Why did I not need her? Because I was able to go out and meet anyone else. It's that knowingness, that power, which is why I'm not saying, that's why I've never actually given you guys a specific number of multiple relationships, uh, sorry, casual relationships you need to be in. That when you're learning this, that you need to be getting into open and free casual relationships. But have you noticed that I never say three of them or five of them or 10 of them? No, because the currency, the return on investment that I've placed the highest asset value on is your knowingness that you could meet anyone anywhere, anytime. As long as you have that, I don't care if you have any girls. As long as you have that skill set, you might then decide, I'm going to go work on building my business, building my purpose in life and helping to change the lives of others. And right now, I don't want to be seeing any girls. As long as you have the skill set underneath, 
you will be protected from obsessiveness and the need for validation from people outside yourself. Because you know at any time, nah, I'll take a break tonight, I'll go meet some girls. Cool. Right? Because you already did the work previously. It's really important to know. It's not just the the uh, the act of being with multiple girls is not what makes you uh, so indifferent to them. It's the fact that you can meet anyone, anywhere, anytime. That's where the indifference comes from. So moving on to the next question here. <clears throat> next question came from Adri Man. Adri Man comes in saying, "Ready for this knowledge, Adam." <coughs> Hopefully you didn't come in too late, but we've been dropping a lot of shit. You guys can always catch this replay on the podcast. Spotify, Apple, CastBox, Boldigit.com. You can download a direct file there. Uh, Infinite Paradox says, makes sense. Fuck, way too late then. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Adrian Man says, what are two things men can do to establish the confidence to engage and pass a shit test? So Adrian Man, you probably came in a little bit late on this social Q&A because I already addressed that. You just need to go back. For those that... Uh, if you've been listening to this entire thing, I'm not going to cover it. But basically, oh, I feel like I should though. It's just like really two key words, reps. Reps. I already addressed this though. So if you don't know what I mean by reps, you need to go back and listen to this. His second, oh, the next question came from Ian Keister. Ian says, not a great time to be doing a 30-day challenge with the incoming quarantine on the next couple of weeks. Any thoughts? Yes, Ian, I have a lot of thoughts on that. However, not for this podcast because that needs to be a separate video in and of itself. I will be covering... COVID-19 and what that means for your dating lives and what that means for your social dynamics in a separate podcast coming out directly after this, as in it'll be the next video, probably come out in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for that. <clears throat> Adrian Man had a second question saying, how do you feel counter negative self-perception? Hold on. How do you counter negative self-perception? I feel like I'm still holding back being fully authentic and confident because I feel like I'm not enough. That was a very, very, very deep question, which I do not have the time for today because I need to piece out in one minute. But I will give you something, Adrian Ben, which is this. <clears throat> You're talking about how do you counter that negative self-perception? You need to know yourself. How do we know ourselves in relation to others? You're talking about you're holding back on full authenticity and full confidence because you feel like you're not enough. Why do you feel like you're not enough? That's the question you need to ask yourself. If I had to take a guess, it's because you lack experience in front of others. <clears throat> you lack referential knowledge of who you are in relation to others, which is why this authenticity or confidence is not a brimming, bright fire within you. That fire is only stoked. The fire of your authenticity, the fire of your confidence is only stoked by your knowledge of that I can bring that at will. And you can only bring that at will when you have got in front of multiple, multiple, hundreds, thousands of people and should be shown it. Be shown where you fuck up. Be shown where you're flawed. Be shown where you cave. Be shown where you're inauthentic and inconfident. And then it comes back to the reps. Now that's one very tactical surface level. It's actually not that surface level, but it's something that you could tactically take today and go, oh, okay, I can start working on that. But that's a question that I deal with my clients quite a lot. And that's an hour long conversation as to things that can go much further back. But the first question is that I ask you to ask yourself is, why do you feel that you hold back on why, why do you feel like you're not enough, essentially, to his question? That'll give you far more specific advice to yourself. You need to dive in on yourself on that. Next, 
this is what I said before. Jason Bourne is up in this uh, chat, aka Roy, who comes and saying, Good to have you here, Roy. He's, uh, he comes in every now and again. Um, Adrian Man says, Oh my God, it's Jason Bourne. Yes, it is. Jason Bourne, aka Roy, says, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> yep. Uh, nice smack. Nice Mac says, dating a woman with experiences is intimidating because I'm like 28 and without experiences and women our age want a mature guy with experiences. I've been told I need the experience. Using the word experience a lot here. It's like a job requirement. How in the world do I get experience if they won't even give me the job? Hmm. That's like asking high quality women Oh, hold up. Make sure this stream is uh, still going. That, nice, mate. That's like asking, that's like saying that high-quality women only want high-quality men. So if I'm not a high-quality man, how can I get high-quality women? You have to become a high-quality man. You're making it more complicated than it is. You're saying that you want to get women that have a lot of experience, but they only want men that have a lot of experience. Well, how would you get experience? You get experience. How do I become a man of a lot of experiences? You get experiences. How do you get these experiences? Reps. The, the theme of this entire social Q&A podcast is to get out of your fucking bedroom and start living life. Right? Now, I know that's a little bit more difficult just today and over the next six months maybe because of COVID, but in general, you, you've had 28 years of life to get your shit together. The virus has only just hit over the last couple of months, so don't go blaming the, the virus. So uh, you're making it more complicated than it is, my friend. Uh, you just need to, the question you're essentially asking is, or the answer to your question is that you evolve yourself from boy to man and you take every path possible to do so. That's what it is. So, uh, nice Max says, hell, even girls that are 18 already have more experiences in dating. Yeah, good. So if you don't have experiences in dating, get experiences in dating. There's only one way to grow, right? That is through action and then through the face of adversity. So, uh, Ski comes in saying, this is fire in capitals, uh, with the, uh, with that bow sign. Thank you, Ski. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Infinite paradox. Ha ha. Adrian, man, damn. When you put it like that, Adam, what have I been doing? That was in reference to the fucking elephant, that elephant. I am for sure going to cut up that elephant. I'm going <laughs> to cut up that elephant part segment. I'm going to make that into its own clip. That is worth fucking put it back. Uh, Ski dropped that super chat. Brother Lou dropped that super chat. Infinite Paradox saying Land Tiger with a whole bunch of thumbs up. And that, my friends, is good timing because that's where we're going to wrap up this live stream. And I have, well, for one of the first times in a while, finished up everything. We went a little over time, but that's okay. So, my friends, if you are up in this live stream right now and you have not dropped a thumbs up on this video just before we end here, please do that. I really appreciate it. It helps to support the channel. If you guys are listening to this in post and have further questions just after listening to it, just drop them in the comment box. I always come back and field any questions afterwards. Also, help support the video. Do not forget to sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, boldojo.com. Put your email in, bold sip. This week's free article, and I always do a free article every week on social dynamics, helping you improve your lives. Uh, this week's article is on visions versus actions. The macro versus the micro, the art architects versus the workers. Uh, really important. Re really great article, actually. I don't know, it's not, not, as hum not, not too humble, but I put a lot of fucking effort into these articles and I make sure they're top quality for you guys because uh, I consider the guys who are in the bowl sip are on the inside. So 
Ah, there we go. With that being said, my friends, thank you so much for being up in this live stream. There will be a full video coming out on the virus, how that affects your dating lives. That will come out very soon. Don't worry. And I won't make it fucking five hours long. I'll keep it tactical so you guys just get the straight dope. But I really thank you for being here and supporting everything that's going on. Uh, interesting times. Interesting times in life ahead. And I wish you all the absolute best. Much peace and much joy. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia. For the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram, at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course, what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com and finally if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel support this podcast and everything that i'm doing here you can do so by donating through the paypal link which is paypal.me forward slash a-d-a-m-o-o-i or also directly through boldojo.com in the boldojo podcast section there's a donate link right at the top there anything that you guys do send it goes straight back to this channel and everything i'm doing so i really appreciate it thank you very much and this, my friends, is where I shall leave you. Until next time. On Dragon Ball. No, not on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wishing you the best of your lives. Much peace and much joy. <laughs>